So when I was 17 and I was graduating from school, the headmaster said to all of us, you're going to be working in a job that doesn't yet exist. And at the time I was thinking, I'm going to be an astronaut. And then I'm like, no idiot, that exists. But he was right. Like you think about technology, like the internet wasn't really around back then. And the world has changed dramatically since then. And it was pretty smart thinking, I think, from the headmaster. I don't know what the point is. I think the point was continually learn to adapt and change. And anyway, throughout my career, I've done lots of different things. And one of the things I did and which I love was social media. In fact, I brought the first social media account. The first time we ever did it was at, at Hewlett Packard. I brought Twitter to HP and made a couple of mistakes, which I share in this podcast. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Didn't feel like it at the time. But social media is a really difficult job. And most social media managers are ridiculously undervalued for what they do because you've got to create posts that are really interesting for the millennials and don't disrespect the elderly. And then and then you've got to provide customer support to people because you're the front line evangelizing a brand and yet people are like trolling and writing ridiculous comments. And then when you get it wrong, it blows up in the news. It's, so it's it's actually a really, really difficult job. And I don't think social media managers get enough credit for what it is that they do. All platforms are emerging, are emerging kind of out of nowhere, and you don't know what's going to catch on or, or what's going to, you know, be a maybe fly by night type deal. But you, you're not an expert, and that's what I kind of like about it, right? You always have to be learning. You always have to be staying up on top of things. Things are constantly evolving. You have to challenge yourself because what works on Monday might not work on Friday, and what was there on Thursday might be taken away by Tuesday. In this podcast, we have a lot of fun. We talk about some of the mistakes he's made, but we also talk about like what he does on a day-to-day, how difficult it is, the types of tools that he uses. And I think what's also really interesting is we go into some of the things that we did during the pandemic to pivot and how we went live with so many different events and how he gamified some of these events. And there's some really cool ideas in there for you if you're running events um, and I guess how you can just be more interesting when it comes to social media. John got in. John got (laughs) in the car. Yeah, it's made for kids, and drove around the event, taking videos and waving to everyone, saying hi. So this is a great podcast. I hope you like it. Um, There's a few lessons in there, and um, maybe at the end of this, you'll have a little more appreciation for the social media directors and managers out there that do a superb job. Go hug a social media manager today. On uh, When I was at Northeastern, kind of that was when the Facebook was kind of starting up around that same time. And it's like, this thing sucks. This is just never going anywhere. <laughs> like the, the UI. Say, this, thing's, this is going to be big. I think I'm yeah, no. a career in this. Oh, no. It's like, <laughs> oh, the, the UI is like horrible. No one's like really on it. Like, oh, oh what is this thing? Oh, totally forgot about it, you know. And this is, this is why I'm, I'm doing a podcast here with you instead of somewhere on a tropical island. But... I regret nothing. (laughs) We don't start any podcast like we're meant to start podcasts, do we, John? Never. Or webinars. Actually, when we did a webinar together, did did it happen where... I swore within the first three seconds. That that's accurate. Yes, 
podcast. And then, <laughs> because you're the most amazing social manager, social media legend on the planet, you then ran a poll as to when I would swear again and would I swear in the next episode within the first 20 seconds. And what happened? You made sure to get that out in the first one second. I think it was the I first did. thing you said. <laughs> you coerced me into doing it. Of course. So... So everyone, we're joined today by a very good friend of ours, John Rocker, who is the, are you the social media director now? You've been promoted to all things. All things social media. Yeah. Director of social media, social media director, guy who plays about online. T- <laughs> about time, about time that the social people got more so recognition humble. for what they do. Joining me also is a fellow co-host um, and we've nearly celebrated one year of podcasting yeah. together. Claire Palmer. Claire, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Hey, John. Are you happy hey, to be Claire. back talking to an old friend? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure I which do, part John, she wasn't that, liking. That was... Is she not liking you or me? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I'm, I'm a little hurt. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, no, not you, John. <laughs> oh, me. Definitely me. That's great, Claire. It's really good to have you I back. I see you all the time. Okay. Jo- okay. That, like, okay, now let's get on with the podcast. So... John Rocker, let's be serious about what we're going to cover off today because I never write notes, but for Claire's purpose and for people that are going to get something out of this podcast, we wanted to get you on here because you're regarded in the industry, in B2B IT, as the best social media person on the planet, as voted by Claire and I. So congratulations (laughs) on your award. Um, (laughs) And uh, we'll have a medal ceremony in the not too distant future. Um, but we wanted to cover off today just the basics of social media and what people can get out of like, you know, you work in a B2B tech organization with sort of, I don't know how many people now, 3,000, 4,000 people, things like sales advocacy, the tools that you use, the analytics platforms, the metrics that matter. And and really importantly, I think the events, you've done a super job at gamifying events when they went digital um, and came up with some crazy things that when I was emceeing made it so much fun for me to be able to see people dressed as, there was someone dressed as a dinosaur in Singapore on the edge of the water. Is that what I saw or was I just sleep deprived? We, we may have been sleep deprived, but I think there were some dinosaurs. There were some Ninja Turtles, a couple superheroes. It was a Ninja Turtle. There was a unicorn. We even had a unicorn. There, there's always a unicorn in B2B tech. There's it quite a few. A Not so many these days though. I think they're getting rid of them. Um, too many. And yeah, there's too many unicorns. So John, why social media? Well, let's let's do a little bit of background. Let, let's talk actually first a little bit about who you are and the short backstory as to how you landed at Dynatrace and, and maybe what Dynatrace is and what you do. Yeah, short backstory on me. So um, as you can probably tell from the shirt, uh, Celtics fan. So grew up in the Boston area. Go Celtics. Boston. And- <laughs> and uh so i went to uh northeastern university which is uh located in downtown um boston my background was in a uh, media study so uh growing up i was very into videography um production tv stuff like that so i kind of had inklings of maybe getting involved in that for a career uh, minor than journalism and somehow those kind of things blended and meshed together at the perfect time kind of right when i was uh exiting university to enter this field of marketing, which eventually migrated over to social media, which I, which I always kind of laugh at. So I was, uh, was on uh, when I was at Northeastern kind of, that was when the Facebook was kind of starting up around that same time. 
And it's like, this thing sucks. This is just not going anywhere. Like the UI. This, thing's, this is going to be big. I think I'm going to find a career in this. Oh, no. It's like, oh, this is the, the UI is like horrible. No one's like really on it. Like, oh, oh what is this thing? I totally forgot about it, you know. And this is this is why I'm, I'm doing a podcast here with you instead of somewhere on a tropical island. But I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so kind of coming out of university, found my way, uh, you know, do, working for uh, for a healthcare facility, doing community relations, marketing, uh, and eventually moved over uh, to the Game Show Network uh, in a social media role there. And that's really kind of how things jump started. So at that time, um, you know, Facebook gaming was was really huge um, all across the board. Zynga with their poker and, you know, Farm Town and all this other good stuff. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was uh, kind of where I got into social media. And that's where I've been for about the last 10, 11 years or so. So uh, in gaming what? over in uh, higher education, you know, kind of working on the boutique side of things and then over into finance, which is always kind of fun to think about how social media and finance go together and eventually not well <laughs> it um did it go, you know, did it, it, go all right? it, it did it kind of went okay if if you can smooth talk your way into things like i can sometimes i don't know how it happens but you, you make friends with legal and it's amazing how things kind of just work out that way <laughs> there's there's your first thing right that that's probably the biggest hint that you need in social media right make, make the legal team your friends and and good things happen uh, that's but after not just that's for since... social, that's for everyone, actually. <laughs> everyone in every company. I, it was only yesterday I did a LinkedIn post and I said hello to like one of my main people that I used to work with on LinkedIn. I like you so much. Sorry, not LinkedIn, legal. I, I miss you. <laughs> Get someone true. in finance, someone in legal, and someone in marketing operations. They're really good people to have. People that know how to use the other half of the brain. Yep. They, they make your life easy. And, 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 and all of those folks have made life easy here at, at Donatrace. So after, uh, after I decided, you know, finance, maybe not for social media, uh, came on board here at Donatrace, been here almost five years now. And um, yeah, social media has really kind of taken off in the, in the past few years. It's been a, been a wild ride, ride, wild journey. Lots of things are always happening, changing, but um, definitely, as you mentioned, like being in B2B, tech it's a it's an interesting kind of space to be in with social media but if you if you got a passion for it like i do and you want to try things and have fun um you can turn people into advocates and it has a lot of impact for you what's cool about it because b2b tech is a bit like yeah you know do you ever you know so you, you explain what you do right and your kids probably go like my dad he plays on social media all day and so it'd be hard to explain to the kids that they're not allowed on social media when that's what you do for a living. <laughs> but then then they go like, you talk to parents and you go like, so I work at this company called Dynatrace. Like my dad still to this day thinks it's called Dynatrack and um, and it isn't 100% sure. Like, do your parents, Claire, do they know uh, yeah, no. what Dynatrace does? No. 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 And so, <laughs> I have stopped explaining it. No, and there's probably half the sales reps still don't really know how to explain <laughs> it too. But um, uh, but yeah, so it's, so it's, it's, it's not, it's not, Apple or like you know Nike or the or the Celtics where your passion is is it is it still as much fun? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the thing that I love about social media and why you know I'm kind of still doing what I'm doing is it's it's always changing. It's constantly evolving. There's always something new popping up. I mean, right before we hopped on here, you know, to Claire brought up TikTok um, for good or bad, but right, all all platforms are emerging are emerging kind of out of nowhere and you don't know what's going to catch on or, or what's going to, you know, be a, maybe fly by night type deal, but you, you're not an expert. 
And that's what I kind of like about it, right? You always have to be learning. You always have to be staying up on top of things. Things are constantly evolving. You have to challenge yourself because what works on Monday might not work on Friday. And what was there on Thursday might be taken away by Tuesday. So you always have to be on your toes. You have to be creative. Um, and if you're willing to roll with it, you can have fun with it. And that's, um, you know, if you're not someone, if you're someone who doesn't like the mundane, uh, this is probably something that's for you because you're always doing so much and everything's constantly changing. So um, you, you always have a new challenge ahead of you. And, and that's what I find exciting about it. Are you addicted to social media? Like, like I, even in your, when you're not on, are you on? Uh, I am not addicted to it. So I, I try to stay off of it if, I, if I'm not working um, outside of sports season. Then it's, uh, it's, it's straight to Twitter and, it, you know, you know, Dave, uh, you know how it is. <laughs> I have to warn him. You know, I warn him. So like the Celtics are playing, right? And I sometimes are catching up on a game and I'll, I messaged John and I didn't mean to say don't post anything on Twitter, but I was like, you, you don't share anything. I haven't seen the game. I'll oh, be catching up at half time. Like give me, just give me a moment to catch up. Don't message me on WhatsApp. And I think I wrote don't message anything on Twitter. And John being a nice guy that he is who rants yep. on Twitter about the referees all the time just says, okay, I won't post anything today. It was and hard. I was like, oh. It was hard. <laughs> you should just. I don't want to ruin the, the the viewing experience for everybody, so I can you know I can get off it if I need to. Yeah, uh, right. but I do. That's where I get my updates. All I need is John because now for some reason it, it just knows and Twitter will pop up and all I see immediately <laughs> is like straight away it'll be like John goes another third quarter fallout or the referees are like and I go oh, God they lost. <laughs> Oh, there's no point watching it now. Oh, no, that's that's done being up by 20. <laughs> the neurosis I, of a I, sports fan. I sometimes delete them when I feel like I just am checking them too much. So I just like... Social media accounts? Yeah, no, like just the app off my phone. I can just download it again. Oh. I do that. It's another workaround. Do you have TikTok? Uh, no. You I don't do. have it on your phone at all? No. If I grabbed your phone and looked in it, there'd yeah. be no TikTok. No t- have you ever downloaded it? Uh, yes, to check because my daughter wanted it. Yeah. And I was trying to see if there's a way she could be on it safely and there's not. What about you, John? Until she's 13. I do have it. Um, I don't use it frequently. Usually I, it's I'm probably on there maybe once or twice a month and then I, you know, I go look at my messages and there's about 75 things that people have sent me. It's like, oof, <laughs> I've missed it, this here and there. I, it, so one of the things that you do in social media and I know, and, and disclosure as well, like John and I work together. So, and I used to be the social media manager, I think. Yeah. Did I? Did. I did. Yeah. God, I wasn't even bad. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. Do? My best posts were at Friday night when I'd had a couple of wines and I just post ridiculous <laughs> things and they'd get the most engagement. And then I would go, cause it'd be morning for America. So I'd just be posting things like six o'clock on Friday night. Like, yeah, how many monitors, too many monitors and some ridiculous meme. And it would get heaps of engagement and I'd have heaps of typos. And I'd go, oh man, really shouldn't do this. Um, but but do you, one of the things that you do as a social media person is you're constantly scouring the internet for things that are going on to find inspiration, right? Yeah. Are, are brands using TikTok? Like are other brands using it? And then therefore are you going, mm, maybe like is Dynatrace using TikTok or do you, uh, do you have people asking you, should you use it? Uh, that was I, a long question, I, wasn't I, I it? Wish yeah. I had Is that a, the I longest question a, ever? A few questions? <laughs> How many questions is it? It's that was good, like though. four. I can't, my brain can't comprehend I everything. I've got to get better. You'd think after a year I'd get better at this podcasting, but I don't know, I don't know <laughs> like, if it's working yet. Just ask one question. All right, land the plane, so Dave. Land the plane. Are, are brands using TikTok? Yes. Yes, that was a question. 
Yep. Um, yeah, come on, all brands. But but B2B brands is sort of where I went to eventually. That's <laughs> so why I kind of got to Dynatrace. I mean, there there are some B2B products. brands that are that I have seen using it. Uh, of course, you always try to keep your eye out, um, you know, particularly on direct competitors and then also just anyone on the landscape to see what they're doing there. Um, Dynatrace does have a TikTok. Uh, so oh. um, I did secure, uh, you know, the, the, the name for it just in case. Um, and there have been no shortage of people on a daily basis saying, You've got to get a TikTok. You've got to get a TikTok. And I'm, are they I'm, young or are they older? It's a mix. Well, who are these people asking? It is. It is a mix. I will reveal no identities or age. <laughs> Just say that there's a there's a nice medium. Yeah. So it, on the scale, it's it's all there. Um, but it's, of course, with every new platform, I mean, you can't just dismiss it immediately. You, know, you, you have to do your diligence. You have to take a look at it. Does it make sense for, for your company, for your users, for your target market, et cetera? Um, so while, you know, never say never, um, I, I can't imagine there's many 12 to 18-year-olds maybe on TikTok checking out uh, down a trace for cloud automation and things of that nature. Right. But there are college kids on there that might be looking for an opportunity you know they're graduating soon they're looking oh, to get yeah. into a you know the field or whatnot so i potentially see it maybe more for for someone like data trace or maybe others in that b2b space as a as a strong recruitment play we have weird jobs even when i was doing like evangelist roles it was like what do you do for a living i go well i do videos and podcasts and influence people to buy products and things like that and social media manager is like, so what do you do? And you're like, well, I cut up videos and I post content and engage and reply and write funny like memes. What are your, what are you like, what are your goals? What are you like when you sit down and you go, this is what I'm doing this quarter in a, on a serious note as a social media director, what are you responsible for? What are your goals? Yeah. You think about you no know, social media and it's, you know, everyone just says that, right? The always joke is, oh, so you just post on Facebook all day. Haha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Uh, but really, there's there's so much. Um, you know, I wrote a, you know, a, a piece on LinkedIn, like many moons ago, just kind of talking about how, you know, social media people are, are really like, um, as they call them in baseball, like five tool athletes, you know, they, they can hit for power, they can hit for average, they can feel they can throw, they can run. So they're the perfect package. You, know, you can make any sports analogy that you want. But right, thinking about that, uh, social media people, they're, you know, they're creating content They're Some of them are doing design. Some of them are doing videography, photography, they're doing editing, um, they're doing customer service. So there's kind of no shortage of, of things that you have going on. The big thing I'm always worried about, right? Consistency, um, making sure the content that's being produced and put out is, is, is high quality. It's generating engagement, it's driving conversation, you know, being in, in the B2B space, you're always, of course, wondering, you know, what does this mean in terms of getting people over to a particular you know, website or to an event or to a webinar? Is it, is it driving um, you know, qualified leads for our sales team? Is it actually generating any type of revenue? So I'm always kind of thinking about you know, those kind of end metrics, um, which seems probably odd for social media, right? You just think you're, you're caring about, am I, are my followers going up? Am I getting 100 likes on this post? But those are great. But ultimately, uh, being in the space that you know, I'm in, um, I'm kind of thinking about you know, what's beyond that. What tools do you use to measure your engagement and and like what what have you got in your toolkit? Because you're a you're a like you said you're a jack of all trades. You're a, what did you say about the baseball analogy again? It's a it's like five, a five tool player. Five. You tool have all player. the skills. You can hit. You can throw. You can field. You can run. All right. So you I can't do all glove, those, but you got your bat. <laughs> you got your glasses. Your hat. What are the tools? What are your? <laughs> It'd be funny if there were five. Um, but what are your, what are your go-to tools for like in your toolkit? Yeah. yeah I did that um, question. I, I landed it. I nearly kept going. 
you were there. It was good. It was good. You just stopped. Right. That, that's good. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> the first one, of course, I mean, you've got to have like a, a management tool, uh, like a social media management platform. So um, mm -hmm. something like a, a buffer or a Hootsuite or a Sprout or a sprinkler, there's no shortage of kind of, you know, what those are. Um, currently right now, uh, Sprouts are our tool of choice for that management platform. So something that helps you um, build out a content calendar that can be shared across different teams. Uh, so you have a, a pretty clear view of what's getting posted, what day, what time, what channels, easily able to like kind of quickly pivot and move stuff out uh, as you get that scheduled. Uh, there's also some great listening uh, aspects in that. So uh, you're always wanting to know what, what people are saying about your brand or others in the market. Um, so to have a, a system or a tool that kind of helps aggregate that in one place that you can kind of filter down based off of keywords things of that nature um, are definitely a must. So, and as I said, Sprout right now is our tool of choice for that. Um, I still utilize the platforms really heavily for the analytics, um, regardless of what kind of tools or platforms that you have. Everyone's a little bit quirky. So um, I'm a little bit paranoid, which I guess makes me pretty good at being able to, to do this a bit because I'm always over, <laughs> over analyzing everything. But, you know, the, the platforms for me still have, um, you know, the best analytics. You're, you're getting it directly from the source. There's kind of nothing going in. There's no other tool that, that are filtering things out or aggregating them in a way that you might not be looking to do. So um, I'm still, um, you know, a native pillar of metrics as it comes to our to our own own content. In terms of competitors, you have a lot of those other tools, like I mentioned, like the Sprout, Sprinklers, et cetera. That will aggregate a lot of that competitive data for you to kind of see how you're comparing against them, you know, on, on a vanity metric. So how many followers, you know, likes, engagements and stuff that you're kind of getting. Um, one day, I hope LinkedIn will, will join that foray and just make everyone's life a little bit easier to, to be pulling that still really there. difficult. They, they still, still have their, their, their API closed off. So you, you're only getting like your own metrics or some of those, you know, those management tools and everything else. If you want to really have an accurate reporting for it on LinkedIn. Uh -huh. Which, you know, for a lot of B2Bs, that, that's probably where their bread and butter is. Um, you know, yeah. LinkedIn is probably their biggest presence where they're putting a lot of their focus. And it, it's really kind of a bummer. You can't use, a, you know, another tool to be able to pull that and aggregate that all together. You have to do that manually. Interesting. But, uh, you know, Sprout's there. There's a there's a, a employee advocacy program. Um, we used to use LinkedIn Elevate. Now we use Post Beyond. That's a great tool for us. Uh, we do a lot of live streaming, uh, Dave, you're probably aware of, uh, so a, a yes, tool like Restream. That's interesting. What's live streaming? What is, what is this thing? Uh, <laughs> so this so Restream is a, is a fantastic tool that we it's use, really um, something, uh, later.com and, um, link and bio is the kind of the tool that it's called that we use for like our Instagram, which was, was kind of a game changer when that came along. Uh, oh, what's like that a, one again? Uh, so that it's uh, later, but it's called uh, Lincoln Bio. And there's, there's a, you know, a lot of the, the management platforms now kind of have their own kind of thing set up, but it's just a, a great way for you to be able to actually link off of Instagram. Um, so if there's, if there's blogs or if there's oh. events or there's kind of things that you want to be able to just, um, you know, link off to before you just have to manually update that little bio area that was like super horrible. Uh, but now they've got this 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 great platform. Um, you can kind of use that. People can click through on that that link in bio in your in your bio area, and it just it's this beautiful visual feed of all the posts that you've had shared to your Instagram. And if there's anything that's clickable or linked out, um, they can just easily click that right there and they'll get taken to the source. So for someone like me in social media who is looking at the kind of track traffic and leads and be able to figure out what can we do with our Instagram to to see what kind of you know impact it has in terms of business growth or recruitment. Um, having a tool like that is, is fantastic because now we can, you know, we can UTM tag all that. We can track everything with that in our Google analytics and see 
you know, specifically what campaigns or what posts may have had the biggest impact as opposed to others. So it helps dictate strategy also, again, helps with our measurement towards, you know, the goals that we're working towards. So, you know, you know, the later, the social management tools, the things like Restream, the advocacy programs, um, those are definitely go-to tools that I'm on every single day. Mm. So John, you must get pulled into a lot of different initiatives because you're across sales, marketing, um, you know, every, every part of the business. So how do you prioritize what you get involved in or, or not? Yeah, I would say, or not. <laughs> I would say it's sometimes it's, it, it's been a progress. I can now say that we probably reached a good spot where, um, you know, social media is becoming more early, earlier involved in those conversations with, you know, sales, products, engineering, whatever it may be. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's not always the case. Um, you know, some folks just, social media is kind of not on the radar in terms of, you know, marketing or, or how it can be used. But um, I'm, I'm generally a pretty quiet person, but I can be a little bit persistent. And I, and I push my way into kind of a lot of those conversations of bringing up social media. Like, have you, have you thought about, you know, how we can support this on this channel here, or we'd be able to leverage it in this way. We can kind of amplify what you're doing. Um, so I just try to get myself in front of as many folks as I can. Um, and you know, the, the, the motto that I really kind of push off whenever I'm having conversations with folks or doing trainings is, you know, I, I help manage social media, you know, for this company, but every employee has a stake in what we do. Yeah, you're really well regarded in, in that respect, I think, at, at Dynatrace for running really interesting training sessions where people, I often used to get feedback that the social media sessions were really good. What, what's so interesting about what, what you're telling people? I pay them. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I right, it. I mean, it was, I, I think you're kind of feedback the... coming from the same person. <laughs> I think you've kind of got the same like mentality and how you, how you approach like, you know, trainings or, or sessions or get, you know, anything that you do when you go out and speak and you just, you try to make it engaging and fun, tying everything back into how this is going to benefit them, but doing it in a, in a fun way that has videos, we've got GIFs, we've got memes. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. not maybe the standard traditional kind of session or presentation that you'd see. I mean, it's social media, so right? you, you've got to make it fun. You've got to make it um, kind of engaging. But again, just tying everything together in a way where ultimately this is why we're doing it. This is the benefit for us, and this is going to be the benefit for you. And I think if you can make that correlation and get people to understand that what they're doing actually has some sort of impact as opposed to, um, what is this Twitter post going to do for, for me or for Dynatrace? Well, let me show you exactly what it does because this is a trail that it, it leads to. And at the end of the day, it led to this amount of dollars, this amount of opportunities, which is going to benefit you. It's going to benefit me. So let's do it. Hey, so it, it, one of the things we did together was um, we we have, obviously everyone had to pivot events and went from physical to virtual. And so we were working together for, I don't know, three, four years doing physical events in different parts of the world and different cities. And then you know 2021 no 2020 2020 was it we did a perform oh, yeah, no no the last yeah 21 was 21 we decided yeah. that we we're going to do perform which is the big event for us and we went the whole thing's digital and a lot of the team felt like they wanted it to be safe and so they went and for them it, and this i get frustrated with this i get frustrated with all marketers that do this so um i hope i'm not offending anyone now but but i, I sort of understand <laughs> they're risk adverse and they go well, what's easy for us is if we just pre-record the content. And I go, well, that's just shit for the audience. Like, what? why would I turn up and watch 
a pre-recorded presentation in sequence for like four hours. I'd go yeah. watch cat videos on YouTube after about three minutes. I'd be bored. So what we decided to do together was go, hey, we've got to do this live. And I think us three morons thought it would be a brilliant idea to do the entire event live for like three days in multiple time zones because yeah. we did it all in different time zones, which we yeah. didn't really, well, maybe I didn't really think it through. And then so you were never really sleeping for more than two or three hours and we'd come back and just talk four like days. this for four, four days. days. I said to Dave, this Could, is way harder than Vegas. Yeah. Like, it sounded great in theory. On. It's like, yeah, we it can do did, that. But it was it's like, no problem. Oh. But, yeah, um, it sounded really yeah. good. And we that's the dedication we had, I think, because we wanted a, the users, we wanted the audience to feel wherever they were in the world, we wanted them to feel part of this event. And for the, for us, that meant like I remember sitting here Pain. and I couldn't open my eyes and because Claire's got like eye drops <laughs> I know she has eye drops. And yes. so she, I go, I can't open my eyes. I can't open them. And so she's putting eye drops <laughs> in my eyes while we're about to go on. It was uh, just, it was, it was a remarkable effort. It was, it was, it was, it's it was really interesting, right? To look back on that and think, you know, when we're, we're in person. I mean, you know, everyone's got, you know, their garments, their Fitbits, everything that they're kind of tracking. It was always, it was always fun at the end of the week to just see, you know, the, the sleep. The step. Oh, yeah. And then down the sleep and then go up. And then it's like, yeah. wait, we're, we're at home and I'm sleeping even less. <laughs> that was like yeah. a virtual that, That's thing. what I couldn't get over. It's just like. Oh. But that's the power of, but also the feedback we got. Yeah. The feedback we got for doing it was a stupid amount of effort. But the feedback we got was like, thank you. This felt live. And so you yeah. did some really interesting things. I mean, we did because we're amazing down here, but this isn't about us. Um, you did some amazing social media things that I think the most B2B marketers never think of. And there's some really good advice for running events, physical and digital, of games that you've done throughout time. Do you want to share some of those um, crazy moments? Yeah. I mean, even just, you know, starting back to our, you know, on-site events, it was really how do you, how do you get people engaging, you know, tweeting, using the hashtag. So um, having a, you know, gamification aspect of it. So getting some leaderboards spun up, um, showcasing all, all the content that's getting posted across you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Well, not really LinkedIn since you don't like to play anything, but, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what are people posting? Uh, what, what are they sharing? And let's, let's, let's gamify that. Let's have a leaderboard. So let's encourage people to, to get out, share, talk about their experience, you know, how they're mingling networking. And, you know, we, we created that and it was, it was really well received. We had some, some trophies actually crafted and created for the people there in attendance um, that they were, they were pretty jazzed up to, to be able to have and get awarded. Um, and I know when I would find these people and say, Hey, we've got an award for you. Come meet me here. Let's take a picture. I'm like, wow, this is, this is so cool. This is, this is mine it. to take. It's like, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is totally yours. If you can get it on the plane, have have fun. Go go display it. <laughs> and it's um, you know, really great to see people get excited about that, get them engaged. Um, and, and you know, again, once you see your name on a leaderboard, um, you get a lot of competitive folks in a room. It leads to a it leads to a good time. And, and then yeah, as you mentioned, so 20, 2020, we had that last event in February, and then you know March, yeah. um, you know, the world changed. Mm. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, we I think we had the benefit of having um. It didn't probably seem like a benefit at the time, right? But everybody was following us and they, they were having to do these events. And like you said, it was just 
I don't know what to do. We can't make it engaging. It's going to be online. So let's just, you know, pre-record. Let's have everyone standing there reading off a slide. And um, no, it, it's it's not fun. I mean, I, that's not an event that I would want to attend. I don't think either of no. you want to attend. And so, well, I you mean, when... you just don't need to watch it live. Like, no. You don't need to watch it all at once because it's yeah. all, you know, recorded. Yeah, so the... why would you? Why would you? What's the point of showing up live if yeah. I can just come back and I'm going to get the same thing? And, yeah. and so, yeah, going I might into... do a really good keynote and you'd really want to watch it. <laughs> But yeah, go yeah, going into uh, 2021 with it being you know online, it's like okay, you know, particularly with social media, it was kind of like you know, oh shit, what are, what are we gonna do for this? Yeah, what are we gonna um, do? You know, yeah. we're we're not gonna have this great venue. There's not gonna be a big main stage. There's there's no networking event. So how do we get people excited and geared up and and wanting to take a screenshot of their laptop, right, and and post it out yeah. and say this is what I'm experiencing. Um, so we, you know, that was in February again. Um, and, uh, I'm, I love movies. I'm a, I'm a big movie guy and that's right around the same time that they have, you know, the Academy Awards. So came up with these ridiculous ideas for themes, like, a like a best dress, um, I think a best yeah. viewing experience. So I think the best dress is why we got a lot of people dressed up as dinosaurs and unicorns and stuff, but right. There was like the best viewing experience. And I think the, we, we got a, a great photo from, from down, from down under actually, right. It was yes. the, of the Sydney opera house, you know, someone yeah. was just kind of out there sitting on the Harbor with the, with the opera house in the background. It was, and As you, you know, they, they had on the main stage, just like, wow, that is awesome. We had people yeah. watching in the snow from lake houses, you know, at their home uh, with, with yeah. perform on like the big screen. Uh, there were a couple other ones, uh, you know, there were like four different kind of awards that we gave across. I think the best one though was the, uh, was the bobblehead that kind of evolves. Oh, yeah. That, I have that. that is, is it around? Might be able to have it. But um, so the, so the background on this was, you know, related to the artificial intelligence, which is named Davis uh, for Donatrice. And we had a, a campaign running where, where we had, uh, you know, an actress come in and, and do some shots for us. And so based off of that campaign, we came up with this, right? We, we created these and we, we hid them in the background of a lot of sessions. Um, so some sessions were recorded, obviously, for, for um, you know, things that we couldn't actually Training and recording purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but even in some of the live shots, I know, David, in some of the live shots that you had, there was, uh, there was one of those bobbleheads hidden in the back. And so we asked folks to, you know, screenshot, tweet it out. Um, let us know that you, you've seen this and we, you know, we, we gave away like 10 or 20 of these and, and they were hot items. Like mm. there was a lot of participation and, and even now people are still asking, like, do we, do you have any of those, those bobbleheads? How can I get a bobblehead? So it was kind of creating this exclusivity with it, but also yeah. making it fun at the same time. And, mm. you know, these are all ideas, right? And we could throw them against the wall and I'm just praying. I, I hope somebody does anything. <laughs> I don't know you how know we're going to carry it. I think the idea for the bobblehead originally came from when we were sitting around and with the brand team and had a couple of drinks and oh. someone realized that I got a really big head and a long neck and they just went bobblehead. Oh. And then they went, yeah, we should do bobbleheads. <laughs> I had, it was, I, I, I think one of the things that I was like, we should do, uh, you know, our founder and CTO, Bern Greifenator, right? Because, you yeah, know, that would he's be on nice. main stage and he's yeah. great. He's a character. You know, he's one of the most intelligent people that, you know, I'll ever probably meet in my life. And when he's up yeah. on main stage, kind of just talking yeah. about things he's passionate about, you know, he's, he's up, he's moving around, he's very animated. And so it's like, can we, can we do like something with burns that we can like a Why where's wall about where's burned? We and should. then it just kind of evolved we, you, into. You should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. I was joking about me, but yeah, you're right. It was burnt because he's larger than life. 
Yeah, he, he's great. He's like, and when he speaks, everyone really listens. And in fact, from a leadership and management perspective, I've learned more from him than anyone. Like, he's a remarkable leader. And I think you should do bobbleheads to burn. I want one. It's, it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not letting it go. I'm, I'm determined to eventually make that happen. Maybe he's, they will be hot. Maybe he's videoing it. But, the, but this, is, this is how we came up with ideas. This is exactly how we come up with yeah. ideas. We would joke around, we'd laugh for a bit, and then we'd go, wait a oh, second. Hang on, that's that's actually a really genuinely good idea. Let's do it. And the thing I think is amazing is you would act on it, you would do it. We, we had the freedom within our group to yeah. go, you want to make it happen? Go make it happen. If you think it's going to be fun, go make it fun. And yeah. this, even when we did perform, you'd turn up with gamified things that we would just go, we're going to do yeah. what? And you would go, on? that sounds cool. The first perform you did, John, didn't you have like a little car that you drove? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Ford F-150 yes. little kids remote control yes. electric car. It might have just been a Ford 50. A I'm not even yeah. sure if it's a 150. I, I don't, it was a Ford point fifty. <laughs> You did some great social media. It was a kids. It was because we. I did a presentation. Yeah, I and it had to do with and I had Ford to... being a customer and the code in the car. And I it had was to the source that thing. It was the biggest flop ever when I pulled it out. I was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, I've always wanted to get a car on stage. Here it is." And the car goes. <laughs> came out on stage, and, and I swear, it. tumbleweeds were going past. Like, and I just went, "I really like, did a yeah. good job of that." We're gonna have to Yeah, you, you, win, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> oh, that was a fail. That but fail then it was a fail. But then, yes, but then it, yes, but it works. But then we decided at the very end of the event, and I'll show, share footage of this for anyone who hasn't seen it and is not watching us on video. I actually have it on my phone because I was looking at it before for some reason. Well, we John got in. It now. He, John got in the car. Yeah, for, and it's he, made for kids. <laughs> And yeah. drove around the event taking videos and waving to everyone saying hi, like he was getting a... Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, it, was, it was your... I don't even know why I got in there. I think it was like, I think I could fit in there. automobile. I couldn't believe it was driving. I was controlling it with the remote, but you would also be steering it. And yes. then I was trying to remote it right. into people deliberately. There it is. <laughs> It's uh, I bring yeah. that up every year, every perform. It's like, all right, see, we're on the road again. Back on the road again. <laughs> Where's the camera? There we go. It was fin. It was a combination of people were. This was awesome. Where it's like, is that really a man in a, a toy car? It, it, why? Yeah. Why is <laughs> that why? larger than normal sized kid driving around a car at a tech event? And you're like, why not? Yeah, it's there. Look at you go. It's in fast forward, obviously. <laughs> I don't remember it making that noise. Neither do I. It's got a squeal. Um, <laughs> but there, and John, true or false? Um, because social media, you're normally you're on all the time, right? Like you, you have to you, be at events. You got to be yeah. on all the time. Yeah. So is it true that um, I heard from someone that at a partner conference in Barcelona, um, it was Friday and the event was still running, and the social media manager left the venue. Whilst the event was running to go drink sangria, is this true or not? Never have I ever. Uh, it, it potentially. I, th I think just. I think just visual. So I really can't deny it. Did you? Were you managing social media whilst drinking sangria outside of the venue? Oh, he wasn't. <laughs> I may have been. 
Never has he ever. And the posts were probably better than they've ever been. No, that was my fault because it would have been a long week and we were all a little bit tired and the partner event should have ended and it didn't. And there was one more session to go and yeah. I said, who wants to go and celebrate the event? And everyone just went. It was, just, it was such a hard event. That was like there were ships going past, so the power would go out. That's right. It was a difficult event to run. So, John, biggest, um, what has happened? Have you ever had a moment as a social media manager where you go, oh, crap, oh, no, oh, oh yes, God. Tell us a couple I mean, of the, the who, best. Who has not? I, I will say it. Me, thankfully, never. <laughs> thankfully, I have never tweeted from a company account about sports when I've been on a, on a rager. Oh. It has not happened yet. I've probably jinxed myself. Um, so look out within the next seven days for something about the Celtics to come out from Banner Chase. But so actually, can I ask on that? Because Hootsuite, when you're in Hootsuite and you have multiple, you can manage multiple accounts. I would often, you probably don't do this for this very reason. You can put your own personal account in Hootsuite, and then you have the corporate one. And when you go to post, you sort of like where you're selecting which email is it coming from. And so at the time, I was managing HP's account in Australia. Right, just started, first ever we'd been running social media. And I wrote a comment like, maybe it's because I'm an idiot, like or something really, really politically incorrect, right? Oh. Thinking it's going to my personal account and then looked and then I go, oh my God. And then I get a message from my PR manager almost immediately going, have you seen our Twitter account? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Deleted it. It doesn't really disappear. No one saw no. it, thankfully, because yeah, yeah. like HP, very early days. But have you ever done so? Do you, so, firstly, do you keep your personal account out of Sprout so you don't make the same mistake? <laughs> yes, that is the okay. reason so why you haven't I do done that. Put it there. You, you but I, I will say that there were there was yeah. a time when I was at uh, at the Game Show Network and um, so managing Ooh. the Facebook presence uh, for a lot of IP. Uh, so Game Show Network is owned by Sony. Sony, uh, Sony also owns uh, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy. So we were really? managing, the, yeah. Sony, yeah. that they own Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. They do the game shows. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Blew that? Blew your mind. Well, I didn't, but I'm not. I thought just totally the TV networks would own them. By it. Like, who wants to be a millionaire and stuff oh, like that? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Okay. Keep going, John. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, man- managing like the Facebook games and the presence and everything, you know, for them. And uh, there, there was one post that I went out with, with like Wheel of Fortune, and I, I think I, w- I missed like an E or something, so like a letter in it, and I, you know, didn't even realize it. Went about my day, and uh, then there was a there was an email, and then a phone call that happened with the uh, the executive producer of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, um, oh. where it just got totally. <laughs> Creeped out, like how can you misspell this? This is like the foundation, like of our like wheel of fortune. You have to spell. This is the words, yeah. You didn't miss a vowel. (laughs) And so it was like it was like, oh, this one hurts. Like he was not happy. And I was like, wow, the executive Uh, producer is like paying attention to this. Like, yeah, this is kind of cool. He looks at our social account. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You could have just said, "I had a meeting." I just wanted to test you. You go home to your wife and you go, "Hey, I had a meeting with the executive producer today." Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, he knows who I am, which is great. I I just Um, thought it was like I got completely cleaned out by the executive producer of like Wheel of Fortune. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like I will quadruple check all of my 
it. Yeah, from now like, on. To get through it. But that's probably like the uh, like the biggest uh, one that I've had. But it was kind of a big one. Uh, kind yeah. of a big one. You, you definitely don't want to be um, doing stuff oh, where so a cool. multi-million dollar uh, television <laughs> get- show is... <laughs> Do you get abused at all? Do you, do you get like do you get comments like like this company sucks? Why do you do this? You oh yeah, you get those across morons. the board. Like no matter where you are, yeah. And you <laughs> they're know, on you... my videos, probably. Someone used to so every true. time I posted a video, didn't they? Someone would there was dislike one, it before one there dislike. was a like. There was one dislike, like, almost immediately. It's like basically like an algorithm that just went. It's like they automated it. Yeah. Dave and Anderson, John and I used to dislike. laugh. <laughs> just like this, like this guy. I just like this guy. You got to have a thick skin if you're doing this stuff. So, oh, do yeah. you get a lot of these comments from people? Like, yeah, throughout my career, like in, in, in different places where I've been, yeah, you'll you'll get people kind of just you know commenting. Trolling. Some of them have a have a valid reason to be doing it. Others, um, they just need a reason to vent. But the thing that you know, all those, you take everyone seriously because you never know. And, you know, you're yeah. as a social media person, yeah. like you are usually the one of the first yeah, points of contact. Really? For... Yeah, I think it is. Like, right? You're representing a you're representing a brand. So, you know, if you got to take it seriously. Oh, and, yeah. You like, can't the, reply. And the, and the Internet never forgets. Like, right. So, I mean. There was something I saw from a from an airline the other day where somebody was tweeting at them, and it was kind of yeah, it was pretty funny. You, I won't I won't mention it, but if you if you search hard yeah. enough, you'll find it. But do you, you know, squirm? Yeah. Do you squirm for that social media team? Like when you see the response, you go, oh, yeah, some that would feel like the executive whenever, producer is going to yeah, be on the phone say, soon. Take you back to Wilson. Whenever there's like any kind of like big story or, or negative PR, you know, you, you always just take a moment and just you feel for that social media team because you kind of know the stuff that they're going to be going through and it's going to be kind of one of those days. But um, yeah, you think you just kind of think about social media now, right? When, when you have a complaint or you, you're going for feedback, it's like, usually, you know, if you're not sitting next to somebody, you're probably going to social media, you're checking out their, yeah. their brand page their Twitter. If you have a complaint, mm-hmm. you're, you're not calling up an 800 number or dropping an email. You're, you're going to, you know, to LinkedIn, you're going to Twitter, you're, you're sending a message and you're putting it out there. So um, it, it's, it's a gift and a curse. Because it, it, you know, it, it gives you real time feedback, and you get a pulse on like what your user base is experiencing. If they're having issues, or if they're having something that they they really enjoy, um, you, you have it all right there. And if it's something that they're enjoying, and you can kind of repurpose that to kind of just share the type of experience that they have, it, it's great for you. But if they're having a bad experience, if you can take that and turn it into a positive by being responsive, um, and, and you know, listening to actually what their complaint is, and, and finding a way to resolve that if you can. Even if you you ultimately can't get to the resolution that's you know 100 perfect, you have it all right there on social. Your, your brand, you know, the people behind your brand are making an effort to try to correct it and fix it. And you know, sometimes it just takes optics. You know, if you're going to make the effort, Such a people good point, will know John. that you're you're trying turn the negative um, into a positive. Yeah, you, sometimes how you, can't you handle everybody. it. Like I think that that's really key, isn't it? That's such a good point. And if you can use the negative and turn it into a positive. It's pretty. It's a pretty special circumstance where you can do that on social media if you have a complaint and it's really bad. But then how you you handle it and because it's all visible, I think that can be the winner in the end. Sometimes mm. depends on how big the issue is. Of yeah, I remember ages ago someone said you you can get more brand affiliation what's the word like brand love or whatever it is like you, you can turn some affinity loyalty. Person- 
yeah, from if they've had a negative experience and if you turn it into a positive, it's better than they've always just had a positive. They actually yeah. have like, okay, they corrected um, my bad experience and now I have a lot of love for these people because they seemingly care about me. Mm. Yeah. And you're, yep. you're so good with being responsive. Mm. Just, just like, you must be the best out there, John. Let's test him out. I reckon we just like, because we're down here now. You. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> test him out because we're down here now. We're, um, we'll just keep randomly posting every now and then in the middle of the night just to annoy yeah. him. <laughs> So you, know I don't, to, you know I don't sleep, so I'll see yeah, it. I know yeah, he, he doesn't. Like, You're on it all times. Yeah. Um, best content. What's your best content? Like, What's your advice for, for people in social media that are like, hey, in all my years of B2B tech, these are the best types of content that work really well on social platforms? Yeah, people. Just people. use, use oh. your people and real people. Those are always the yeah, things so that well. generate the highest engagement that people are going to comment on. They're going to share. And just like a lot of relatable content, I mean, but, and that's really, you know, the things that people can share that somebody else in their network can get something out of, um, you might spend all your time crafting together this, this fantastic blog and you think it's the greatest thing in the world, but maybe it's, it's too technical or it's not something that's applicable for, for anyone else. So, you know, somebody might read it and, and that's as far as it goes. But if you have things with people in it, something that they can relate to, um, it's shareable. Again, people want to engage with that. And. It, particularly as a, as a you know a B two B when you're put, posting stuff on a company page, if everybody can see someone that they've they've met, you know they've they've met them at an event or they they've gone to some sort of a meetup or or they've been on a webinar with them or it's your colleague or your coworker or someone you used to work with, right? You're you're gonna want to click on that. You're gonna want to read the story. You're gonna want to share that out because you have some sort of interpersonal connection with them. And I think when mm-hmm. social media was created, that was kind of the purpose to like, you know bring people together yeah. and have that kind of social connection. So um, it, it kind of baffles me sometimes when, when, when brands, particularly like B2B, shy away from that and just get, you know, kind of too in the weeds and just focused on a product or a platform or, you know, using buzzwords. It's, you know, it's the people behind it that, that bring their product to life. So you really have to highlight and tell that story uh, and make that connection. So if you, if you yeah. have that personal connection with a brand or a person, it, it's a lot easier to probably go through and want to engage with that content. Yeah, it's agile. Like, because the thing with social is it's instant. You can you can take something and post it immediately. And I think it was funny because you there's like two streams in marketing. There's this one. There's like this quarterly release or monthly. We got this big release coming up. We're gonna craft all this stuff. And as a social media manager, you're like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, this post is gonna be so shit. And you go to and you go like, oh yeah, wow, it's really awesome that we did that release and no one cared. But here's me watching perform with a kitten, and it's like, yeah, there you go, look at that, and everyone really liked it. But but so you know, it's really important to to your point is to be human, be normal, be be Absolutely. in the moment. And one of the things we did, which I think is good advice for companies, and we didn't like, I don't think we invented anything. Like we, I'm sure we saw it somewhere where it was like the, um, what do they call it the not the question hour, you know, like when you just ask me anything. Oh, that's the, oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah. 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 And so we just decided, cause we we're all in lockdown. Oh. We were like, Hey John, let's just do a live weekly demo and just use it as an excuse to catch up. And, and so we would do that and we'd get an SE in sales engineer, solutions engineer, whatever they're called. Um, and get them to demo the technical part of the product. And we would just like tap dance around and have fun while we're doing it. And it was really, really yeah. successful. Well, the, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's why and then the I think the the biggest part of that too, right? Unscripted, 
There, there was, there was no PowerPoint. There were no slides. It was kind of a general, we're just going to start off. Um, and then, you know, choose your own adventure, I think is how we labeled it. You know, just yeah. people tune in, ask questions. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, kind of quickly put together. Um, let's just, again, throw it All out right. there and test it, which, you know, for anything like social media, I think that's what you have to do because you can craft and plan and figure something out and it, you're like, great, it can bomb. And it's usually the, the things where you just, yeah, let's throw it out there, see if it works. They usually do the best. You don't overthink it. Um, you just kind of go on a gut feel. And it, it was like I said, yeah, it's conversational. There, there was there was no hard sell, uh, no PowerPoint. You're not talking to people. You're talking, you're not talking at people. With them. You're talking to them. You're engaging with them. And and that's yeah. I think what people ultimately, no matter where they are, is kind of this want. They they want to feel like they're having a conversation and that they're taking something out of it. And, and there's still not enough of that. There's still not. There's all this. It's like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Donut Trace yeah, Performer webinar. All lines will be muted. Well, like as soon as someone goes, all lines will be muted. You're like, yeah. Well, also my browser's going to be closed. So see ya. Because you, like what we had was we were like, hey, let's. You know, one of the things we did, which was really fun, we're just like, hey, what cities are you guys in at the moment? We want to start a chat. Like, where are you? And there'd be like someone going. I'm on a train in London and someone goes, I'm in Paris. And they're like, I'm yeah. in Dubai. And you're like, oh my God, we're like, I'm in the Midwest. I'm in here. I'm there. I'm... And so we created this community of fun of just them picturing all these cities in the world where everyone was. And we started an engagement and we was, I was bad. I was going to say we, I was bad. I'd get people afterwards message and they would go like, we've had heaps of sales reps come in and see the product, but that's the best demo we've had so far. We're definitely buying and they'd be like big brands that are saying this. And it's like, because you've opened up and just gone, made it easy for someone to get a demo. It's not a typical B2B sales yeah. cycle where it's like, we'll wait for the account director to come in and let me tell you about the ROI we can generate out of this thing. And that's like, just this is how the product works. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, you should have a good product. <laughs> you got to have personality then like, you know, social media, kind of like what you do and, and, and make it fun, make it timely, um, make it conversational. Um, and that's, everything that I try to do it, it, you know, it can be really hard. Like, you know, thinking about like Twitter, right. You've got 280 characters to yeah. get something out and, and you know, how do you capture and come someone in? But if you can make it, you know, witty, if you can tie it into something that's like pop culture, it's like in it, you know, and it, and it's, you know, appropriate, go with it, have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what people are going to, you know, somebody might have a chuckle. Someone's going to stop scrolling because they came across something that's not the norm from what you're seeing from a B2B. So you, you have to be willing to, you know, go out of your comfort zone, think outside of the box, try new things like bobbleheads. Right? Bobble, yeah, yeah, Cause I moved the bobblehead there. You didn't I mean, see, like... but no, I said, no, I was like, be careful because I got two of these bobbleheads and one of them, I was mucking around with the head and it flicked off. No, no, like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. Her head Can't came off and okay, sorry. it's just a spring. <laughs> Um, yeah, her head popped off. That's why I was like, okay. he was mid delivering <laughs> a really got important thing. And you're like, going to flick her head off, which I should have let you do because that would have been good to watch. And then you knocked the like head off. And, oh, great, Claire. That's really good. Good to have you back. It's awesome to see John. And I really love what you had to say about employee advocacy. I don't, I think there should be more of that. And I'd say there'd be hesitation on some level, not with you, others. Why? I don't know. The risk, the risk of it and people not being. Saying the wrong thing on yeah. social. Yeah. So I think that's really a really good idea to, to focus yeah, on. Yeah, there's, 
There's some, really there's some really uplifting a way to finish, Claire. <laughs> like you really like you nailed the I'm end. So like you give shit to me for ending podcasts badly, and you basically go employee advocacy is really. Yeah, there I, should be I more just, of it, but why people don't because it's because it's like, risky. It I'm not cutting it. Yeah, we're keeping it. it. <laughs> why? Because you want that out because yeah. you didn't leave on an up. She, she's right there, though. She's right. People, people, a lot of people just don't do it because. Like I'm gonna say something wrong, yeah. and and then I'm gonna get fired, or I'm gonna to lead to the downfall of the company. I mean, thinking about my time in finance, yeah. that was one of the biggest things for for legal is is individuals kind of saying something um, that would lead to fines or sanctions or kind of whatever it is. So people yeah. just instead of risking that, I won't do it. But if you've got you know a social team or, or someone who's willing to to work with you and kind of coach you, or, or if you have an advocacy program, it takes away a lot of that fear. Um, like, right. should I be posting this or should I not? Like, what should yeah. I be saying here or there, whatever it may be. Uh, if you've got an advocacy program, it eliminates a lot of that. People have the content that's there. It's in the library. It's been curated. It's been supposedly approved and, and proofread. So it's good to go. You have copy in there that people um, can choose to keep or will hopefully tailor at least in their own words. So it's more personalized. But if, if you take away like the barrier, kind of with everything, like once you take away, you know, something that's holding someone back, and you show them that they can do it. They're they're usually yeah. like, give me the keys. I'm off and running. No. They don't feel safe and they don't know what to say. But if you can make them feel safe and you can kind of give them that power, like it's the best thing you can do for them. Such good um, advice for other social media managers, and directors that are listening as well. You know, I think don't block it. Like enable them. Enablement. Yeah. I knew we wouldn't kind of do a podcast that was only 30 minutes long. It doesn't worry me because, I mean, if people want to listen this long, they can. But I just really like chatting. I really like catching up with you and us as a group. We had a lot of great times working together. I miss you guys so far away. I know. I know. It feels almost like we're close. But like, (laughs) because when I left, I don't even think, did you come over to my house and steal one of my plants? I think I stole your fridge. Oh, you got my fridge. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Plant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Well, everyone came over when I was leaving, and the plants obviously had to go. Mm. I had a fridge. Why you would I have a fridge? Know. I don't even remember why I had a fridge. Did I buy a second fridge or something? I must have. Oh, I, I did. Yeah, have. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I had a second fridge. Yep. Yep. Does it still work? <laughs> it still works. It is. It oh, is it the. Is. Uh, it's the. It's. It's a good spot. It, it keeps the important stuff in there for the. Uh, for the winter and the summer. Gotcha. Ah, is that beer? <laughs> Let's go Celtics. That's what mine was for downstairs. I chilled beers, probably more tonic more than anything. And ironically, it was right next to where the gym was in the basement. So that was a bit weird. You go in there really and you're like, weird. oh, gosh, I'm dying for a drink. Uh, it was kind of angling at water, but oh, well, here's no, a nice curious. lager. Here's a lager. That'll do. Mm, I drink enough tonic. tonic. That feels like water. <laughs> Did it. Well, it was good to catch up with you again, John. We miss you. We, I would love to get back and uh, see you guys in Boston again. It's, it was amazing working with you all, and it, it's uh, and just even doing those weekly things like that was the other thing that was so cool. It's like it just felt like a catch up, and that's why I reckon when people would do the weekly demos with us and jump on, they it just felt familiar and it felt fun because we made it fun. Hopefully, yeah. they feel the same about this podcast. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I think especially during that time, that was um, it was a tough time for everybody. Yeah, you, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't see anyone. So mm. to to 
be able to put that kind of out into the world and just do something that was fun. And, you know, people, people learn some stuff along the way and they, they become a, you know, customer. Great. But like you said, just being able to, to build a community and, and be able to chat with people and connect in the absence of having that and being able to see that, Hey, it just, this works, you know, can we keep doing this? Is there something more that we can get out of it? And, you know, there still is. For sure. Very articulate answer. Very. <clears throat> Wasn't very it? Deep. Very social media manager, director answer. Like, very deep. Most of the time, so, I, have, so, I have no idea what I'm saying. It kind of black out where it just happened. It's a, that's awesome. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that is a shame because you miss your own brilliance. <laughs> that doesn't happen to me. I say things and I look around and go, uh-oh. Uh, it, it, oh, no, it did out, come out. I did say that out loud. Oh, God. Yeah, we, we heard that too. Yeah. We'll just forget like about it and move on. Like that swearing. And I swore in that thing because my power came out. That's what happened. I started, I went, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, oh God. Oh, no. And then <laughs> you're like, a, how many people did, could you offend? And it, it, it was one of those demos. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Did, did, like, uh, did we turn that into like a teaser? Because I remember like every week we would like, we would yes, cut video. I and, I, and I think yeah. it, it might have been there when you were starting. And I think I cut that into a teaser, but bleeped it out. People do that. In my last job, they were doing that. I was drinking a fruit box and they decided they were going to like yeah. meme me drinking fruit box because I was in the middle of the thing. Oh, I don't really care. So I was like... <laughs> so, I think they're making fun of you. I think they were. In, a, in the most sincere way, I think. Otherwise, this has been happening my entire life and oh, yes. I'm not clued into the, what's happening. <laughs> it made for a viral moment. It was perfect. Yeah, I'm a lion meme. Well, we should... We should. Um, it was great to catch up with you again, and uh, we miss you down here, down here at Tech Seeking Human HQ. <laughs> do you like what we put there? We didn't know it's what to beautiful. do because I didn't want to do Dave and Claire. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I still have my little bobble head, which I have in all my little, um, my little videos. Don't touch your head, Claire. And uh, I'm doing another fantastic <laughs> job at ending a podcast, which is not not good. Like I'm, um, you know. I just go in and go. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> Chop, well, chop, we, chop. don't don't cut me out. I'll say I, I I've already said you know I, I miss you guys. It was it was fabulous oh, working with you and 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 getting to getting to know you and have so many crazy adventures together. And it's Yay. it's been a blast for I don't know how long you've been doing this, but it flies by because you guys are just does, awesome. But thank you thank you for the invitation for having me. It's always fun to to chat with you both and and kind of connect. And You're welcome. I can pretend I know about social media. So anytime I can talk about it, it's always a good time. Uh, <laughs> So humble. Hey, do you so remember singing um, Bohemian Rhapsody in a taxi in Barcelona? It just I dawned on life. me. Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, we sounded we were, so good. We were a traveling band. I don't band. think Julio thought it was so I good. Think Julio did. Was it Julio? I think he did. Just him Julio? He I, I, it. If he didn't like it, I think he would have asked us to please exit the cab. But he, That's true. He liked it. He was like, this is great. The, was, the song wasn't actually on though. Oh, was it? I think we just, we just all of a sudden singing. started It was singing. not, yeah. I think there was something else on and then we just carried on afterwards with, with Queen. <laughs> because no one probably <laughs> as, as knew this. Do. When you started, you, you said, I think when we were interviewing, that one of your passions was karaoke. This is true. Oh, yes. And I still haven't done karaoke with you, John. Well, we sung in a car in yeah. Barcelona, yeah. which they then it's turned not, into a TV same, show, which was like... You know, like it was our, we were the inspiration for the TV show of people getting into taxis and singing. I know. I mean, we we were the original carpool karaoke. That's it, carpool karaoke. Yeah. We did it. Oh yeah, in Barcelona. Julio wow. stole the idea. He's now an executive producer <laughs> on Wheel of Fortune. 
<laughs> oh god john we've really appreciated the time uh you spend with us go celtics i will see you on social media tomorrow i will troll you Good with, with positivity <laughs> i will be live so don't don't hold back <laughs> okay I, I will be li- i'll be texting you and live tweeting and uh, i'll be a, i'll just be a puddle what just you know? keep the dinatrace account out of it yeah. right you know it's morning for it's like 11 uh, i got some friends coming over you're welcome to come over and watch it yeah no please don't <laughs> actually <laughs> why are they what can you imagine why what are they doing now what are they doing what are they oh what are they oh why do they why do they throw it i don't he mm. She'd be quite good though, because, because the NBA is like you don't need to bounce anymore. Just, we're, we're just going to get rid of the bou- bouncing just, thing. Okay, we just yeah. don't, don't worry about bouncing. There's just no such thing as travel. Don't you get can, me started. Keep... Like, but even Jalen Brown did it in the other game. He got fouled technically. Like he got fouled, which caused the travel. But they, I'm like, they didn't call the foul or the travel. Okay. <laughs> Again, don't, don't get me started. I just came ramped down from us. <laughs> we'll let you go, John. It's been awesome. It's been Claire's a pleasure trolling you on Twitter right now. <laughs> no, not oh. you, John. Sure, I'm gonna go look right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, good to see you. Thanks for having me. See you, bud. All right, Bye. talk to you later.